Welcome to The Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of podcasting, think of this show as the time-saving shortcut you've been looking for. So let's get right to it, shall we? All right, Profit Podcast listeners, I'm so excited about today's guest because we are going to get so nerdy on all things podcasting, and I'm just so excited for it. So thank you for coming on the show today, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me, Crystal. Finally. (laughs) I know. This is so fun. So uh, it was just a few weeks ago that Jordan and I, uh, it was so nice. She invited me to speak on this panel for the San Mateo Libraries in California, and we had so much fun geeking out over podcasting. And this is actually where I feel like we kind of got to know each other a little bit better and just how nerdy we are about podcasting. And we, I feel like we're bonded for life now. Like the podcast sisters, I don't know. Is that a thing? <laughs> I agree. We were, we were vibing pretty tough in that workshop and I think it went over time about a solid hour. So <laughs> yeah, it was so, and I felt like we could have just kept going and it's oh, funny because yeah. it was, it was so late for me because it, you know, we were on Pacific time and I'm central and I was just like, okay, it's, it's past my bedtime, y'all. Like I got to go, but I want to sit like y'all are my people. I want to sit here and stay. Yeah. I think, I think I went to bed at like midnight that night. Cause I was just pumped. after. Oh, that it was so meeting. fun. So fun. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm excited because Jordan and I, we've actually been going back and forth. So I want to like start with how we first got introduced. So Jordan and I are both Buzzsprout creators and this is Basically, we have the in with all the Buzzsprout peeps, and we get to try some of the new features and beta test some things. But I want to know, how did you actually get into podcasting, and what does that journey look like for you? Yeah, for me, I mean, I was just a huge fan of podcasts, and I kind of turned my kids onto podcasting, and they wanted to um, listen to podcasts, like Storytime Podcasts for Bedtime. And uh, a lot of the kids' podcasts are very just bright and cheerful, or they're like seven minutes long if they're really good and relaxing. And my kids don't go to bed that fast. So um, I kind of did the whole, you know, I'll just do it myself. How hard can it be kind of story. And (laughs) I learned how hard it actually is. But um, I wound up just making the bedtime story podcast that I could not find and it went really well. I think it was something that was needed. So just kind of stumbled onto that. But yeah, I, I did a lot, a lot of research. I think I um, just binge listened to Bud, Buzzcast and Podcasters Roundtable and obviously like the Buzzsprout YouTube and the blog and just, I mean, consumed everything I could um, for about two or three months before I even started. And the only reason I started was because my husband was tired of me researching and he went and <laughs> bought me all the equipment and said, there, now you have no excuse. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> I, I was forced into it and I'm glad he did that because <laughs> I probably and, would have dragged my feet. <laughs> oh my gosh. And here you are. So mm-hmm. when did you officially launch your podcast? It was um like August of 2019 was when I officially launched. Yeah. Okay. So I know our listeners, like we're going to get into some super nerdy things in a second. And like Jordan and I, like there's spreadsheets, y'all. We have charts. We have all kinds of things to nerd out on podcasting. But I know that there are people listening right now that have not started and they are in that phase right now where they're Mm -hmm. just like, I've done all the research. I know how everything works theoretically, but maybe they just need that extra little loving push. What's something that you would say to them? Hmm. I would say to just record, just do it. Just record your trailer or your first podcast. I'm not saying just hit publish. I'm saying just record it. And then go through the editing process. And I think you'll be really surprised at how proud you are of what you've done. And I think that alone will make you want to hit that publish button. Just yeah, that's- sitting down and recording. It's it's really nerve-wracking the first time you do it. We talked about this before. You just you get this like 
pit in your stomach and you're like nervous and sweaty, even though like there's literally nobody around, but just, just do it. And then kind of go back and you'll be like, you know what? This isn't so bad. (laughs) I love that you share that about the pit in your stomach, because I I think that everyone feels that, but they think that they're alone. They think that, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, other people that have been doing this, I bet they never felt this way, you know? And I just, I love that we talk about, it's kind of like the thing that's like the dirty little secret that no one wants to say, oh, I hate the sound of my voice, or I hate, you know, that I'm high pitch, or I'm low pitch, or I'm this, or I have an accent, or this and that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. y'all, if I can do this, <laughs> you could do this too. I promise. <laughs> it's, it's so true. And, you know, it's it's just, it's this funny thing. I mean, it's it's so true that you are your worst critic. I mean, and yeah, if you just kind of let those doubts sink in a little too deep. It's, it's fine to have some doubts because I kind of feel like that's what keeps you, um, like gives you an edge. You know, if, if you don't feel like you're perfect, that's what makes you work even harder to make it great. Um, but I think that if you let it sink in a little too deep, if you let those roots grow a little too deep, then you're not going to move forward. So it's yeah. it's good to keep that in check, but also be, you know, saying like, okay, where can I approve or this is probably good enough, really. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And Mm -hmm. I I love that we have the perspective where we interact with podcasters all the time. And I think that this is something we see all the time. And I just love how everybody can have their own perspective and different way that they, like your show is totally different than my show. And it's totally different than, you know, the next 10 shows that we could open our phones and look at on there. So I just love everything's so diverse. And this Mm -hmm. is the perfect segue into everything is changing. Oh my gosh. So as of, uh, you know, Jordan and I were recording this, there are so many changes happening right now in real time with Apple and Spotify and just like, all the big players right now. So Jordan came prepared and she has so many awesome things to share. So first and foremost, I just want to get your initial reaction to Apple's announcement that they made recently. And what was the first thing that went through your head? Is this going to affect you? Does it not really affect you? I have to be honest, you know, being a bedtime story podcast, when I heard that they were doing a paywall sort of thing, my first reaction was, oh no, there's going to be these chirpy hosts or um, like, you know, just dynamic ads inserted willy nilly and my listeners are going to hate it and they're not going to listen to sleep podcasts anymore. That was my initial reaction. And then I kind of got some more information and I'm still not entirely certain about what that's going to be like. Um I don't know if you got any information on that, but um, so that was my first in- instinct was, oh no, there's going to be these wonky ads willy nilly everywhere. And I was so scared about that. <laughs> so tell everybody real fast, cause we didn't really explain it super well. What exactly is the bedtime stories? Like, so just tell a little bit about like what a typical episode looks like for you. Yeah. So for me, um, you know, I just have like my intro, which is like housekeeping sponsors, Patreon, thank yous. And then, um, I go into, um, like this ambient music and then I tell a story with that ambient music. And then at the end of the story, the music plays for like another 10 or 15 minutes, just in case they're not quite asleep yet. So that's okay. kind of the way that my my podcast is so much different from the other um, bedtime story podcasts. Yeah, I love. Uh, I, I wanted to make sure we really hit on that because when we talk about dynamic ad insertion and like putting stuff at the beginning or the end, like I mean, I I, I equate what your podcast is because I bet I do meditations and stuff, mm. and so I imagine if you're sitting there listening to a meditation, all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> and try out Geico and see what their next thing is. I'd be like, what in the world is going on? So oh, yeah, yeah, I am I am married to pre rolls in my intro. That is it. Yeah. I can't do post rolls. I can't do mid rolls. I am married to them and I got to stick with that. And so, yeah. yeah, I get, I get a little nervous about, you know, the platforms inserting their own stuff. Um, I know it just, it, it 
scares me a little bit too, because, um, so you kind of alluded to, you know, did I get any, you know, answers to questions? So because we're kind of in cahoots with Buzzsprout and, Mm -hmm. uh, we talked to them a lot, I know that there was a call that they had to talk to Apple and kind of, you know, figure out more of what's actually going on and clarify some of the things that we as an industry have gotten from Apple that maybe were either misinterpreted by us or we misunderstood it, or we just downright don't understand. And one of the things that I still have a question on is the ads, because I mean, we look at, we look at YouTube, right? And I know I have a channel that is monetized. And so it, like there's ads in there, but I'm paid for them. But I know my mom, she has a YouTube channel as well. She hasn't hit that threshold of subscribers, but she told me the other day, she's like, I'm starting to see ads on my stuff too. So even though I'm not getting paid for them, they're starting to put ads on every single video that's out there. So I think that it should all make us a little nervous to see what's going to happen and it's so, a lot of ads. Plus, you yeah. know, let's say that, you know, the the listener isn't paying a paying subscriber to the podcast platform. And so they get these ads, you know, throughout the podcast or something, just like a YouTube video. And then on top of that, there's ad breaks for the host read ads. I mean, that would kill podcasting. Yeah. People would be like, yeah. okay, I'm getting ads from like both sides and that doesn't work for me. And yeah. ha- you couldn't blame them. I mean, oh, I know that, that's the part that makes me very nervous. And it's not just, it's not just someone putting up a Geico ad or something like that. But I think it's also, um, my mom and I, we were having this conversation and I keep bringing her up simply because she has a garden podcast and she's very adamant on how she does her stuff. Like she doesn't use any chemicals in her garden. And she's like, what if one day somebody puts a roundup ad in front of my podcast? Like principally it is so far removed from what her message stands for. I mean, that's the part that makes me nervous and that I'm just like, I don't want to give up any kind of creative control over that. And, you know, Jordan and I talking about this today, like this is all us sharing our fears. (laughs) like These are the things we talk about behind the scenes. So we don't know that it's going that way, but there's also no reason to believe that it couldn't be that way in the future. Yeah. Even if it's just, you know, two years from now, I mean, that's exactly what happened with YouTube. It's just ads upon ads upon ads. And honestly, I don't touch it anymore because it drives me crazy. Yeah. Well, I want to go back to, you know, your initial reaction to Apple. So you were hoping Mm -hmm. that, you know, it wasn't going to be, you know, a bunch, a whole bunch of ads. What about like the, the newest features with channels and paid subscriptions and subscribe versus follow? Like what were some of your initial thoughts on those? Um, subscribe versus follow. I mean, that just makes sense linguistically to me. It's just whatever it is, what it is. Um, So that's fine. And people are kind of concerned about, you know, like, oh, well, in the past I said to subscribe, not follow. And yeah, whatever. Like people will know what you mean. It it doesn't matter. Um, So that's not really a huge uh, deal. I do, I haven't seen the new user interface for the Apple podcast app, um, but apparently it's more clean, maybe more sexy. And I kind of feel like that's them trying to keep up with the other podcast apps that are, you know, so cool and stuff. Yeah. I I feel like Apple's trying to stay there, especially since they started like slipping in the ranks a little bit. And um, so they're kind of like throwing in new things. Um, I know that in a, they, they added that smart play button. Is that what it was called? Right. Yeah, I think so. And that's that's one of those things that I heard it in passing. I heard them talking about it in Buzzcast, but I haven't seen a lot of articles or anything on it. So it still feels like a mystery to me. Yeah, it was it that's exactly it was like a little passive. Um I think that would actually be good. There's some podcasts that I subscribe to where their seasons are actually topics. And so um Apple like organizes by the seasons and so there's certain ones where they will post a new episode and I cannot for the life of me find it because it's not in like this year season. It's based on the topic and I have to like figure out what topic they're talking about. It's 
So I think, I think that's really smart. Um, you know, sure. Whatever. And, uh, yeah. I think you think about channels. Uh, Oh, channels. I mean, I don't think it's going to be successful. Yeah. I really don't. (laughs) I just don't think that there's a huge demand for that. Like we, I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to be really, I'm trying to figure out like the nice way to say like, we can get all those podcasts separate. Why would we pay for like the whole shebang? I guess maybe if you were like a diehard luminary fan, then yeah, you would pay for the channel. I personally wouldn't. Um, I think it's really good for like networks, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's, It's probably just really good for like networks and, you know, people with more than three podcasts. But other than that, I don't really have a huge opinion, probably because it doesn't affect me too much. Right. Right. So this is one of the things that I brought up to uh, Travis. So Travis Albritton, he's the the head of content and Buzzsprout. And he had asked like, hey, do y'all have any questions before we have this conversation with Apple? And one of the things that I posed to him was with channels, I get it as far as discoverability. Like for me, I have two separate podcasts. So if it was called the Crystal Profit channel, which sounds so narcissistic, I mean, I guess I have the Profit podcast, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know, maybe that's like, that's a topic for a therapy one day. But you know, like the Crystal Profit podcast channel, and then I could put both of my shows there, Because there's a lot of people that say, oh, I didn't know you had a daily podcast. So I do see that discoverability by host would be a lot easier because then people wouldn't have to know the exact name of your podcast. They could just know, oh, I know this person hosts a few. I'm thinking of like like Gary Vaynerchuk. You know, he has several different types of podcasts that he does. So maybe he could lump all of them there. But one of the distinctions that, um, that was made clear to me that I misunderstood from the beginning was you can't have free content and paid content under that channel umbrella. It has to be one or the other. So as soon as you decide like, oh, I want this one bonus piece of content to be put behind a paywall, well, then that makes everything related to that channel behind a paywall as well. And I was like, oh, that, I don't I don't like that. That sounds complicated and messy. Well, um, also word on the street is that the um, free channels aren't actually free. The channels mm. themselves are behind a paywall. So you have to pay to subscribe to the channel, but all the content within that channel might be free. Yeah. I don't get <laughs> again, it. Again, <laughs> again, all the questions and so many different. So I'm going to ask you some personal questions, Jordan. Okay. I want to, yeah. I want to know you're behind the scenes. So tell me <laughs> what podcast player do you use on a personal basis? Um, you know, I started out on Apple and it has all my download history and stuff. So I've been on it a lot. Um, However, in the past like few months, it's been glitchy where like it, I just get like the loading ring of death and it won't play the podcast and it says episodes unavailable. And it's been doing that for months. And so I've actually been um, moving over to Spotify because, um, yeah, because I mean, my whole family, we have the Spotify like family plan because we just don't like ads and we choose to pay for that. So I've been on Spotify a lot and honestly, They've they've made some updates just in the last like year or so where I feel like their podcasts are a lot more user friendly. And yeah, I found some I like the discoverability for Spotify too a lot better. Okay. Yeah, that's really interesting. So I'll I'll air out my my top secret listening behavior. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I listened on Apple Podcasts forever. I mostly listen on good pods now. I really like how you can interact and you can like talk to people and do things. And I know that they are in constant development of their app because I've had people say, well, you know, sometimes it's glitchy and sometimes it does this and does that. And I feel like 
all the apps have a little bit of that because they're constantly trying to keep up with the other ones. So they're like, oh, we added this feature and we did this. So I, I think that across the board, I know uh, there's other ones that are out there that people have told me about that I've never even heard of. And I'm like, I teach this, like, this is what I do, but there's new ones popping up all the time. All the time. But I wanted to ask – oh, go ahead. Um, I tried Good Pods. I love Good Pods. I love the premise of Good Pods. I um, signed on as Dreamful um, just to like maybe like network a little bit because that's kind of what seemed like it was for. And um, I love the actual like podcast listening capacity of that platform. I think it's great. I think it's user-friendly. I think it's um, fun and nice to look at. Um, But I listen to a lot of like very brutal podcasts. And (laughs) so the one thing that I don't like about good pods is it shows everything that you know, Dreamful has listened to. And so I had, I have to be choosy about what I listen to on that. So it's like education podcasts and relaxation podcasts (laughs) because I don't want people knowing that there's like this like dark, scary side to me on the other side. This is so funny. This is so funny because I actually, uh, I, JJ, she's one of the co-founders of Good Pods and she always tells me, she's like, well, when you tell people about Good Pods, make sure you tell them they can hide whatever they don't want on their feed. So I don't know. There's like, there's a button that you can uncheck to make it private. So I'll show you how to do that on another time. But because I love their (laughs) platform so much, but I just don't want people to know how scary I am. It's so funny. It's so funny. And I will just be totally transparent. I listen to, I love Armchair Expert by Dax Shepard. I love Mm -hmm. it so much, but every once in a while, they'll have these really crazy ones. And I listen to one about cannibalism. (laughs) I'm totally Mm -hmm. putting myself right now on blast. And it was like super dark and like a little creepy, but y'all, I love Silence of the Lambs. It's one of my favorite (laughs) movies ever. And so I'm just like, I just got to hear what this is about. And so it was so crazy, but yeah, I had that feeling. I'm like, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't tell people that I'm listening to this, but here Mm -hmm. I just added myself. So yeah, it's, it's fine. But yes, you can make things private that you don't want to share on there. I love that (laughs) because I I think it's such a genius platform, but yeah, (laughs) I'm too scared. (laughs) Well, my next question was going to be, where is the majority of your listener base? Mine is actually, so I'll go first on this Mm -hmm. one. Mine is on both podcasts. It ranges between about 70 and 75% on Apple. So that's why I've really been paying attention. But is that the same for your show? Absolutely not. I am on the complete different side of the spectrum. I am, um, I think... My Apple podcast downloads have dropped to the 6% rate and Spotify is like anywhere between 75 and 78% of my downloads. It's so interesting. Mm -hmm. And I, and that's, go ahead. I think it's possibly because of who's listening. Um, I, I get a lot of, um, I have a lot of like female listenership and, um, kids or people have like the kids profiles on Spotify. Um, so I think it has to do a lot with your audience and what, uh, companies are drawing those types of people in. That's what I think. I absolutely agree. And the reason why I wanted to ask you these questions is because again, I wanted to show that, I mean, I teach podcasting a certain way on this show and I share all of my examples and I can only give everyone that's listening like my experiences, which is why I love having other podcasters on the show to share that it's not all cut and dry, black and white. This is the only way to do it. Like we all are so, so different. And I think that, you know, with, with Spotify, like I, in our house, we used to listen, like we subscribed to Amazon music for a long time. Like that was the thing. And then my husband was like, maybe we should try out Apple music. And I was like, okay. So we tried out Apple music. And then we have, you know, uh, an Alexa in our house. I'm like, wait, hang on. No, there's not one in this room. I'm like, if I start <laughs> saying their names, they're going to come alive and start talking to all of us, which is so crazy. But you know, it's like, I, I think it just depends on what 
the consumer's habits are and if they're willing to change those or not. Because I know when there were some podcasts that were going to be exclusive to Spotify, I, for example, I love Brene Brown. And when she announced that she was going to have one, I was like, I guess I'm just going to miss out on those because there wasn't anything that was really tempting me to go over there other than that one podcast. So do you think that the same thing will happen? Like let's come full circle with Apple. If they start releasing exclusive content there, do you think it's going to bring some of that market share back from Spotify to Apple? Oh, I don't know. Honestly, I kind of feel like, um, Spotify's marketing department is out of this world. Like they know what they're doing. They know how to bring people in. They know how to get them excited about podcasts. I mean, they're just killing it with podcasts. And I feel like Apple is not quite as passionate about that. Like as, as a company, you know, they're not pushing podcasts. They're not excited about it. They're not getting other people as excited about it. They're just like, Oh yeah, we have podcasts. Like we've been here the whole time. Like we have, I don't know. And so I think that possibly they might get more people over, but I mean, they would have to get some really spectacular, uh, Apple specific shows, like something really spectacular because Spotify is getting people that like, I didn't even know they could get for podcasting. And it's crazy. I mean, they're making deals with like everybody and um, yeah, I mean, Apple could do it. Apple's huge, but I just, I don't, unless they make some really, really drastic changes with their podcasting platform, I don't see them really reeling back a whole lot more people. I think it's going to be interesting. And that was actually one of the questions that I was going to ask you later, but I'm just, it just feels right right now. Mm-hmm. And that's like, what do you think podcasting is going to look like in six months to 12 months from now? Like, can you, I, honestly, I, I can't even imagine because there's so much change. I feel like everything just like got dropped on us and they're like, hope you figure it out guys. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Man, it's it's a wild time to be a podcaster right now. I mean, it feels like you're a guinea pig on steroids. They are just everyone's trying. I mean, Facebook dropped podcasting oh, today. Yeah. Today. And there's just I mean, everything's just getting blown up just like in the last 2 weeks. And with with so many changes, I just can't even wrap my mind around what it's going to look like in six months. Because I mean, just look at what's happened just in 2021, you know, and it's only April and there's just been so many changes, so many huge advances, so many podcasters coming into the space. And, um, honestly, I'm kind of of the opinion that, you know, more the merrier with podcasting because the more people that get in on it, the more people that are in on it. And the more right. listeners there are and the more people discovering it and the more the words getting out. And, you know, it's, I feel that way with like the celebrities too, making all these podcasts. Um, so I think that it's just, it's starting to really boom. And I'm just, I'm a little nervous about the growth rate of it. Honestly, I'm a little apprehensive. I mean, it's exciting and it's exciting that podcasters are getting so much attention right now and so much money invested into them. And that's wonderful. Um, but yeah, I'm really interested to see where it's t- where this goes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. You know, I, I started in 2018, you started in 2019, but here we are, it's 2021 and we're we're still veterans. Like, it's like, y'all are the veterans. Like people are looking at us and I'm like, do you know that there's been people that have been doing this for decades? Like they've been been doing it. I know. Right. Like, I mean, and I feel like, you know, I I've gone off the deep end and I'm like, you know, constantly devouring stuff. And that's where like, we're totally about to get into the nerdy stuff and all the, all the incredible information that Jordan has brought for us today. But I think it's just so fascinating to me to sit back and watch 
what's happening in real time and see every like, like, I feel like the spotlight is just on podcasting right now. And I just cannot wait to see and what it's happens. Hot. It's a hot it's spotlight. Hot. It's red hot. We're red. sweating. <laughs> yes, we are sweating for sure. Oh my gosh. Well, Jordan, tell us a little bit about, so it's funny because I asked Jordan, I was like, can I share this with our audience? Like, you know, cause she created, we were totally geeking out about spreadsheets before we hit record. And she was saying, I love doing them, but we're going to share this with you. But can you tell us a little bit about the premium podcast subscriptions and which ones you think our listeners should explore, what they need to know? Tell us all the things. Yeah. So I did some uh, pretty decent homework on... um all these subscription platforms, I chose like the top six that seem to be the most interesting or um, the most popular ones and kind of just went through. So I guess I'll just start at the top, the one that we've been talking about, Apple. So Apple launched the premium subscriptions. And um, I don't know, Crystal, you've gone into this. Yeah, we... Yeah, we talked about, um, we did a recent episode that was talking about high level, what a podcaster can kind of expect if they Mm -hmm. opt into the creator program, they're going to have a yearly fee, they're going to have a 30% off the top that's going to Apple for the first year. Is that what it is? Is it 12 months from when you start and then it'll drops down to like 15% or something? Um, Well, that's the member that joins, that subscribes. Okay. So it your member has to be there for a year and then it drops okay. to 15. It's weird, but Gotcha. Um yeah, so I did um a calculation of these. So, you know, just saying that you know, let's say that you have four people subscribe to your podcast and they each pay $5. So that's $20 a month, right? I just figured that would be nice to have like this blanket amount to really compare these. So we'll start with Apple. So Apple is $19.99 a year for you to be part of the creator program. And they also, like you said, charge the 30% transaction fees. So that means that your monthly payout for Apple would be $12.33 if you were to divide up the $19. Otherwise you'd be like, I don't know, $7 in the hole, something like that. Yeah. Um, so the pros with Apple is that they have the in-app purchasing. So, you know, people can scroll in the app and just click buy, which, I mean, that's a proven marketing technique to have those bonus episodes hanging right in front of people's faces. And they go, Oh, I really want to, I'll, I'll just pay like the $5 for this month. You know, that's, that's a proven technique. It works with like games and all this stuff. Um, they have the option for premium or freemium. Um, they do monthly and annual billing options and, uh, they host through Apple connect the private RSS feed for you. Um, the cons with this is basically pretty much just for anchor, uh, podcasts. So, uh, podcasts hosted on anchor, do not technically have ownership of their podcast on Apple Connect. And according to Anchor's help page, what you can do if you want to take part in this is you need to contact Apple to transfer ownership from Anchor to your own uh, Apple Connect account. So um, that's a little bit of work. I think it's a little bit tedious, um, but... If Anchor people want to do that, then they can. Um, so yeah, Apple, twelve thirty three would be the payout for the month. Spotify, they only charge uh, 25 cent per transaction for their fees. Um, and their platform fees are free up until 2023. Um, so as of 2023, it's going to be 5%. Um, so just for the sake of argument, we're including the 5% in this calculation. So um, for the $20 that you make after the transaction fees, the platform fees, you'll make $18 in that month, which is pr- 
pretty substantial compared to Apple's $12. Um, so the pros for Spotify, I mean, no platform fees until 2023. Uh, the cons for Spotify is that your private, your private RSS can only be hosted on Anchor. They are only doing this through Anchor. So you have to get an Anchor account or, um, yeah, and put your private RSS feed on there. Um, the purchases also are not in app on Spotify. So if people are on Spotify and they want to buy these things, it redirects them to the anchor page and they have to buy from there. So I think it's a little clumsy. Um, and they only have three monthly pri pricing options, which is $299, $499, or $799. So you can't have premium content where you charge like $10 or 15 if that's usually what you do. You're just, you're married to these three options. Um, I'd also heard, I ha I wasn't quite able to, to substantiate this, but I had also heard that the listener must be subscribed to Spotify premium as well. I wasn't able so to. So they would have to have an account, like how does Spotify do their, is it just free or paid or do they have tiered accounts as well for members? Um, I mean, it's kind of, I think it's kind of tiered. Like we have like the family plan that's like freaking expensive one where you can have a bunch of people. Um, they have one where you can just be like the premium where you just don't have ads. And then they also have the free where it does include ads. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I had heard that. I wasn't able to find that anywhere though. So I don't know if that's quite true, but that would be a real pain in the butt. If your listeners had to have the Spotify premium account and then pay for your premium podcast on top of that, it's weird. Um, so yeah. And then um, the next one I have is Patreon. And Patreon does the Stripe where it's like, you know, per transaction, they charge the 2.9% plus 30 cents. And then they also have a platform fee on the Patreon Lite, which Patreon Lite, that lets you have a private RSS feed hosted on it. It lets you um, like post photos and updates and have like community conversations and you can post um, videos on there for your users, uh, polls, things like that. Um, and so you've been a Patreon user for a while, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, I have been. Um, so yeah. So Patreon, after the 5% and the transaction fees, they will be $17.22 out of your 20. Not too shabby. Um, so the, the, pros with Patreon is that they have monthly and they now have annual billing and annual billing is awesome. Um, I'm not sure what exactly makes you qualify for annual billing. It, it takes a little while, um, but that gives you the option to give people a discount, which is great. Um, they have content flexibility. And like I said, you can do like posts and pictures and all that stuff. And they also host your RSS feed on the site. Um, the only cons I could really think of for Patreon is that if you have non-US uh, patrons, they charge an additional 1% for the transaction fee, which isn't like too big. So I have a question about Patreon because yeah. I've actually, you know, I haven't used them in, I've only like talked about them in theory, really. I've never used them as a host or as a listener. I'm not subscribed to Patreon accounts um, that way. But so it says that they'll host a private RSS. So would that mean that if I were subscribed to your, you know, Patreon membership, mm -hmm. would I just open up a Patreon app and that's where I would get my bonus content is in within their app? How does you that work? You can do that. And you can also copy your own they have like an RSS link and it's your personal RSS link and you can slap that into Overcast or Apple Podcasts app or, you know, a podcatcher app that lets you import RSS and then those uh, episodes just automatically populate. And okay. when you um, unsubscribe from that Patreon, they disable that RSS. Super cool. cool. Yeah. Super yeah. cool. Um, yeah. So my next one that I looked into was glow and I've heard so many people really push glow. Um, so I was really interested to look into this. Um, 
So they also do the Stripe thing of 2.9% 30 cents. Um, and I had to dig so hard to find <laughs> out what their platform fees were. Cause the only thing they said were like, no fees. If you have, if you just do listener support or, um, their website would send you like in circles. Or if I Googled like glow FM podcast fee or like platform fees, I, could not find it to save my life. And if you look at like their different like levels, it doesn't really explain it. You have to like email them. So I emailed them, like I put in a query and like emailed them to find out the pricing. Cause that's what you have to do to find out the pricing. And I didn't hear back. And, um, so I had to go to Reddit <laughs> and I finally found <laughs> on Reddit that they do. Um, if you, uh, do the bonus content and not just the listener stuff, then it's 55 cents a member, which really isn't that bad. I don't know why they hide that so much. It's really just not that bad. And um, yeah, it's just really not that much. It's a little bit more expensive than some of the others, honestly, but I don't know. I don't think it's too shabby. Um, so the pros for glow is that they have no platform fee if, the, if it's listener support only, which is, you know, donations, like if you're just accepting donations, they won't charge you that it'll just be the stripe fee. Um, my cons with them is that they're not very transparent about what the fees are. It's really hard to get any help with that. Um, signing up to use glow is really difficult. You also have to request someone to email you to get like signed up and stuff. And it seems like there's just a lot of steps to get rolling with them. And I don't quite understand that. Um, I'm sure that there's a reasoning for it. I'm sure that they think it's like really good customer service or something and, you know, getting to talk with the person, but I just kind of want to like plug in and go. Um, so the yeah. process is a little bit clunkier than oh. like what we were talking about, like the Apple, like it's like, oh, I'm already here. Let me just press, press a button and I'm signed up and we're good to go. But that one's a little bit clunkier. Exactly. Yeah. You can't just like, you know, click sign up and like create your account. It's, it's a lot harder than that. And then, um, they also aren't super clear about what features are offered to podcasters based on like what kind of account you have with them. So yeah, it's just, it's really hard. I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of hidden fees or maybe like third party fees for the content you're creating. Um, and yeah, them not hosting the private RSS feed on their site is another thing. So you have to have an account with like Transistor or um, some other things in order to have that RSS feed on their website instead of them just hosting it for you, which seems really weird to me if, if you have to host it somewhere, but they're charging you platform fees to like then distribute it and take the payments. Um, yeah. So that's an interesting one. But uh, yeah, so Glow, that would be like a payout of $16.02 at the end of the month if you were, if you got $20. So still not as bad as Apple, um, but it's not as good as Spotify and Patreon. Um, this one, I actually hadn't heard of it. I um, haven't either. I'm curious to see where you, where you learned about this. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Right? I saw that one or Supercast. I, I've heard of, so we're going to talk about Podfan first. But yeah, yeah, these last two, I was like, those are not on my radar. So I, how I, did you find I, them? Um, I mean, I had heard of Supercast from someone and then Podfan kind of popped up and I just kind of like looked at them and I was like, you know what? This isn't too I'm bad. Go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> this is a good chat <laughs> Yeah, so Podfan... Um, they also do the Stripe fee, just like everyone else, the 2.9 and 30 cents per transaction. Um, and they only charge 30 cents per member, which is a lot better. Um, so your take home would be $17 and two cents. Um, the pros with Podfan, there's no platform fee for donations in the landing page. And they have like a really crisp interface, similar to like what Buzzsprout has, where it's just clean, nice to look at. So they don't charge you for having a page on their site where you can have info about your show and um, accept donations. They don't charge you for that. And it looks really nice. I'm, I'm pretty impressed with that. Um, they also offer monthly and annual build billing, which is great. 
And they also host the private RSS for you. So you just upload the episodes and then they make the RSS feed. And with PodFan, you can offer a seven-day free trial to listeners, which is super cool. That's pretty neat. I mean, that's not bad for 30 cents a member a month. And that's the only one that you've seen, you've come across, right? Where you can actually test it out and try it, like do a a seven-day trial before you actually subscribe to it. You can with um, Supercast too, but yeah, this this was the first one that I was like, oh, wait a second, that's really cool. Um, My only con with PodFan is that there's no option for for, uh, offering additional content as of now. I kind of feel like as they gain popularity, which I'm sure they will, um, they will give you the ability to like have videos on there and posts and stuff to your fans. But right now it's just a really nice landing page for taking donations and also having a private RSS feed with bonus episodes, which is great. I mean, really that's pretty much all a podcaster needs. Right. So I was, I was really surprised. I was pleasantly surprised with PodFan, and I'm shocked. I didn't hear about it before. Um, yeah. And then uh, Supercast, this is the second most expensive one next to Apple. So it's um, they charge the 2.9% cents for the transaction fee and then $0.59 cents per member. So your take-home would be $15.86 with Supercast. Um, however, I don't really have any cons with Supercast. I couldn't find anything really wrong with it. Um, They host your private RSS feed. They do trials. They do one-time billing, monthly, and annual billing. Um, So that's a lot of options right there. Um, They do content flexibility through Zapier and Ask Me Anything feature. Um, It doesn't look like... I I couldn't really find if you can post like videos on there or anything like that. But I think it's kind of cool that you can have like an Ask, Ask Me Anything on the site for the people subscribe to you. That was pretty cool. And then they also do a custom plan for networks and multiple show bundles. So that's pretty neat. I didn't see that on any of the other ones. All like just taking in all of that, if you're only going to get four people to your podcast, if you get four people a month that donate $5 that subscribe for $5, in my opinion, the highest value is going to be Patreon because it's such a robust platform. And it's pretty impressive that even though it wasn't created for podcasters, they do have that private RSS hosting capability. So they put a lot of thought into it for podcasters. And um, I've had a lot of luck with it. And I think it's a really, really great platform. But close second, if all you're doing is putting up bonus episodes... PodFan all the way. I would totally go PodFan. It's a great site. It's so interesting because I've never heard of them. And now I'm definitely going to go check them out. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like, oh, okay. You know, I definitely, and we're going to have links to all of these. So you can go check them out and look at them. And we're going to have a link to, uh, to Jordan's chart here, which is just, I, I love this so much. Like I, <laughs> spreadsheets are your love language mm-hmm. and it's so pretty and it's so easy to understand. I love the pros and the cons. This is how I make decisions in my life. I think about something and I'm like, what's the pro? What's the con? So <laughs> we're totally totally, totally on board with this, but I am just wondering what is everything going to look like in the future? And I, I'm just, I'm so excited that there are this many co- like companies to choose from, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not just, you have to just go Apple. You have to just go Spotify. Like there are so many, and we've talked about this many times already, diverse podcast, ones that are weekly, ones that come out every single day, ones that want to charge a lot of money, ones that want to be free. Like there is room for everybody. And I love that there are so many people that are trying to just bring up podcasting. That's what I really feel like. I feel like everyone is just like, let's all, like you said, put the spotlight on podcasting, even though we're sweating, we're trying to figure things out. (laughs) We're scrambling at times to know what's best, but I think at the end of the day, like podcasters are really different than let's say a YouTube star. Mm-hmm. You don't really hear that much about a podcast star because they have a different 
connection with their audience. And that's what I want to talk about real fast is if someone's listening and they're like, okay, Jordan, Crystal, you know, y'all, y'all put a lot of information. My head is exploding. I don't even know what to think, (laughs) but I want to do what's best for me and my listeners. And someone's just getting started. What would you recommend for them? Do you recommend that someone try out one of these paid options from the beginning? Or would you recommend someone kind of figure out podcasting for a little bit and then jump into it? Like, what is your gut reaction? Um, so I'm going to have to pull from my personal experience, really, because, I mean, it's what worked for me is that I set up a Patreon before I even like announced to anybody that I was thinking about doing a podcast and I set up a Patreon. I did like a coming soon thing and just had it ready. And so then when I announced it prior to launch, I had like, I don't know, $30 in Patreon members just before I even like launched the podcast. Like I hadn't even like put the trailer out yet. And it was just like there. And you know, it's like, it's friends and like my mom, but still it paid, it covers like hosting fees. I had like my equipment paid off in like a couple months. It's not like a big deal, but I just had it there prior to launch. And then when my first episode came out, I just started out announcing the Patreon and what kind of things I offer and how much it is. And like, you know, for a dollar a month, you can get all these bonus episodes. and that really just kind of like got it started. And I have to be honest, the more I've been doing it, the more Patreon members I get, because what's happening is the words getting out to more and more people. And in the meantime, I've been building up this back library of all this bonus content. So right now my Patreon says, Hey, become a member and get 85 exclusive posts because I've been working on it since I launched the podcast. And so that's the other thing is like the more bonus episodes and stuff you put in, like, yeah, you might not get someone for like the first like year even, you know, but as you go and you have this back catalog just built up and it's just like gorgeous and beefy waiting for someone to buy a membership just even for a month, then, you know, you're more likely to get subscribers that way. I think that this is so good. I think it's so smart. I love the idea of, you know, when you're just getting started, like think it's a long game. Y'all, y'all have heard me say this time and time again. It's not about publishing your show and getting a million downloads tomorrow. It is the long game. The It's a marathon, not a sprint. But, you know, you're sitting here talking about um, your bonus content. And because I don't have a private model that way, can you explain a little bit about what you do put behind your paywall for your membership? So I um, have the 8% Patreon uh, account which means that I'm above the light because I like to have the membership tiers with Patreon. Patreon enables you to have membership tiers. And it's a really, really great idea to have a really low tier, you know, maybe like one or $2 a month. And I do one bonus episode a month for those people and give them a shout out on a podcast episode. And that's really great for people that maybe don't have a lot of money to give but they really want to support you and they want to get something back in exchange for that. So yeah, I have a $1 tier. You want to do a mid tier. Um, mine's like five bucks. And that one is like maybe a couple digital downloads every now and then. And um, I write a card to them, like handwrite a card, a thank you card and give them a holographic sticker of my podcast logo. And, um, then yeah, they get like one extra bonus episode a month on top of the $1. And then you want one that's like a little bit higher than you think people are going to pay. And, um, you'd be surprised people will pay those higher amounts and it's really weird, but yeah, that one, I just, I have more stuff. Like I do like behind the scenes videos of me like goofing up or, my cat's meowing while I'm trying to record and (laughs) 
you know, I mean, I'll just do like silly things. And then of course they get everything else, but yeah, those, I, I do have to say the really popular thing is the handwritten thank you notes with the stickers. And it's just, it's so cool when they get that and they post it to Instagram. Like I'll get listeners posting the card that I wrote to them on Instagram. And it's so fun to share that. And I've noticed that when they do that and I share it on my feed, I I get like a couple extra and it's just so much fun. I, uh, to send that to people and I felt a little creepy doing it at first, but (laughs) about to tell you something that really works is, um, whenever I get someone that pays those higher amounts, I will social media stalk them. And in my thank you note, I will tell them like, by the way, your cat mittens is so cute. Or I will tell them, oh my gosh, I loved your wedding dress. Congratulations. Or I will tell them like, wow, your blog is so cool. And that means so much to them. It really does. They get so excited about it. And then it actually creates a conversation and you build like a little bit of a relationship with those people. And then they stick around longer, which is really great. So you might have one person that like maybe they, you know, do the $5 tier for one month and that's great. And you send them the card and they were only able to stick around that one month. But more often than not, when you tell people like, I see you and I appreciate you. Thank you so much then they will stick around a really long time. I love this so much. This is like my my marketing heart is just like beating <laughs> so fast because I'm such a fan of handwritten notes and everything that you just said is it's marketing. It is mm-hmm. basic marketing, but it's also genuine. Like it's yeah. so genuine. And I think that you know, there's other ways that people are like, you know, how can I just get more listeners? How can I get more downloads? But what you're talking about is how can I get a listener for life? Mm -hmm. How can I create this community of people that just feel really connected with me? And especially in the digital space, you know, how do you make that connection with your listeners? So, oh my gosh, you're just dropping so many awesome gems. Like I hope everybody listening is like, this was such a fantastic conversation, but I want to wrap up with a few rapid fire questions that we ask all of our guests. So are you up for that? (laughs) I think (laughs) it's okay. I promise they're super easy. They're there's just three and you kind of answered one of them earlier, but the first one is what advice would you give to a brand new podcaster? Um, yeah, I I did kind of go into this with like the self doubt. Let me do another. Um, I think that a $70 USB microphone is just as good as a $300 XLR. That's my two cents on that. (laughs) That's a mic drop moment. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes. Literal mic drop. I need a sound effect for that, which I don't know what a mic drop would really sound like other than something like busting all over the ground or really bad. Just yeah. Falling on carpet. Let's just not do that. Don't abuse your microphones guys. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) Okay. My next question is a two part question. Okay. And it is, what is the dream podcast you would love to be on and who is your dream podcast guest? Oh, um, okay. My dream podcast that I would be on. Oh, this is so hard. I think it would be Hello from the Magic Tavern because I think they are so funny and inappropriate and it's completely different than what I get to do. And I would love it. I would never get to show <laughs> anyone though because it would be too bad. But I would... <laughs> die. I actually got to talk to them on Clubhouse and it was so funny. I just, I felt like I was in my own little podcast with them and I was so excited. <laughs> Love it. And, um, my dream podcast guest, um, my dream podcast musical guest would be Sigurose because I love their like ambient Icelandic music. And it would just be like such a dream to do something like a Nordic story with them. That would be huge. (laughs) That's so awesome. That's so awesome. And then my last question is, do you consider yourself a perfectionist? Yes. 
<laughs> I do. <laughs> so says my spreadsheet. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love this so much. Like, I feel like we could just keep talking for hours and hours about all these things. And Jordan and I will probably get off this call and message back and forth because it's what we do. (laughs) We nerd out on podcasting, but where can everybody find more about you and your podcast? Um, I can be found at dreamfulstories.com and everything, all the links and everything's there. Pictures of my cats, episodes, wherever you want. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Jordan. This was so much fun. I know. I loved it. (laughs) 